0: Let's do a little can demo. We, can we? Can we do a harmony? Ready? Okay. Pass, Pass the mic. Pass the mic. Pass the mic.
1: Hi
2: guys. Ooh. I'm hey. Allie.
1: I'm Anarima. I'm Diara. Welcome to Pass, Pass the
0: mic. The mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're so terrible. Cue intro music. <laughs>
3: APIA Heritage Month. So today we have two members of U of M who identify as APIA to talk about their experiences and to celebrate this month.
2: Hi, um, my name is Aishu. I'm a senior. I go by she, her, hers. I'm Tamil. I'm studying business and psychology with a minor in digital studies, and I am the old co-chair for UAO or United Asian American Organizations, um, which is a coalition of a few APIA organizations on campus and we kind of just serve as like a liaison between the APIA community on campus and administration and any other kind of different stakeholders, I guess.
4: My name is Dim, Um, I am also um, part of UAO. I'm gonna be the co-chair for next year. I use she, her, hers pronouns. I'm, um, I'm studying political science and history with a minor in Asian Studies and I am from Oklahoma. Okay.
3: okay so the first question that we have for you is more of a of an exploration of your identity. So why don't you guys tell us what being Asian means to you?
2: I feel like that's a difficult question for me that I've kind of been trying to answer because um, I guess like the API community that I've found on campus isn't very representative of like South Asians, which is you know being like Tamil and being from Sri Lanka like that's what I identify as. so I and I think like the way people use the term Asian, they kind of refer to like different communities and it's not always like inclusive of my community. so being like one of the only few, Tamil Sri Lankans it's been a big part of my identity, is being like kind of proud of it and being able to speak to my culture and my traditions when there's not a lot of people that can um, but also like being like having like all my family in Canada being part of like huge Tamil communities in Canada and like Toronto and stuff and me not being able to kind of have that kind of affected my identity but it's also made me I feel like more appreciative of different cultures and stuff growing up so that was really nice
4: yeah i definitely want to just reiterate what aishu said with like being apia especially in michigan is really difficult to kind of hone in on i'm burmese but within being burmese i'm an ethnic and religious minority um as well um, i'm ZO, so i was born in burma also known as myanmar and my family and i immigrated over here went when I was seven years old in 2005 to Oklahoma, and that was just like completely radical shift. It's the South, it's really, really white. It's very, very Christian, um, and so so is my family. But I think coming to Michigan, I was really surprised by um, just the lack of different types of API representation. There's a certain connotation behind being Asian, especially at Michigan, because Being Asian is like the second largest ethnic group, which is just really strange because the first two years of college, I didn't feel like I was part of a community. Um, And it wasn't until I joined UAO and like Heritage Month planning last year that I began to like analyze for myself
0: what that would mean. As a follow-up question, what does that analysis look like for you? So how did that process get you more in touch with the community? Like Like specifically, what was it like?
4: I think the process of, like, self-analysis for me was, um, for me, it was a way of, like, trying to not be homesick. Um, The freshman year of college, being out of state, I was 15 hours away from home, and And like when I was a high school senior I was like that's gonna be awesome I'm so excited out of state away from my family but also that meant being away from a really thriving Burmese community in Tulsa there's a really large refugee population of which like though my family and I aren't refugees we are displaced peoples and I think that not having that in Michigan really affected me and affected what I was interested in Um, and I think now I've kind of realized that like, I need to push myself to advocate for Southeast Asian issues, um, which is a lot of like emotional labor, especially in a place like Michigan, which Mm -hmm. is really white. I think a lot of people of color end up doing a lot of emotional labor that sometimes goes noticed, um, sometimes goes unnoticed. And I think like connecting that to like heritage month planning, that was how I became more involved last year, Um, I think just like I realized if I wanted to see representation I had to kind of do that myself because nobody else at the school would
2: yeah I definitely feel the same way especially with my family being <coughs> a family of Tamil refugees and even people within the APIA community don't know what happened in Sri Lanka and the, Th- the Tamil genocide and the effects that's had on so many people and coming here not just even not even be able to speak to like even like you know the Indian American like the ISA community that I was a part of mm-hmm. for most of college, just not being able to speak to anyone and being kind of like the only person that can speak to those issues, it's a lot of emotional labor. It's you know it's a lot of like effort obviously, and it's just kind of like hard to like bring that up when it's just you and there's not other people like rallying behind you. Um, so I guess, like, it's been kind of hard to do, like, a good job of that, but I, I try to do, like, as much as I can. Just I feel like even serving on, like, boards and, like, serving in organizations and, like, being there as a voice is still, like, important and is, like, the least that I can do.
3: So when did you learn about Asian history ever in school? Or has it just come through experiences in, like, your own family history? And, like, how much of the other kinds of Asian cultures have you really learned about?
2: For me, it was mainly from in terms of like other Asian histories it's definitely I learned from like my friends I think I grew up I'm from Novi Michigan so it was there's a lot of like APiAs there which was really nice so I had friends that were um, Korean Japanese um, Indian and Chinese and like Taiwanese like from all over so I was just able to kind of you know they share their cultures and the ways that their histories has affected like or has brought them to you know Michigan has affected like their identity and we've had those conversations like especially like starting in high school and I think that's kind of what like has helped me learn about different API histories but in terms of like my school itself like we didn't really have any classes that taught about that like we had like an IB world class but they only taught about like European history which is kind of annoying because you know, it's like, cool, that's great, By we have another class that's exactly like that. So, like, it would have been nice to have, like, a class where I could have learned more about,
4: like, history from, like, an area that I'm closer to. A lot of the Asian history I learned early on um, was just, like, Burmese history that, like, my dad would teach me because um, he was really invested in a, a lot of the student movements when he was a teenager in Burma. Um, but then I, I think um, even though Tulsa is also really, really white, um, it is the South, um... I had a really close group of friends in high school who were, like, just really diverse and really open-minded, and I learned a lot from them, and then coming to Michigan, it would also have to be, like, the friendships I made and, like, the communities I became slowly involved in, Um, especially last year, like, there were older APIA people who just knew so much more about the community, and just, just, I realized there was so much for me to learn, Um, so just, like, learning that, Um, and then, I guess, partly through my minor, um, in Asian studies, being able to learn that um, in, like, a really structured way. I think, like, like when I took, like, a Southeast Asian history class was, it was just such a profound moment for me because I just never learned about Burma in school. So the first time learning about Burma, just even hearing Burma was really liberating. So it seems like even,
3: like, in schools, you're not really, like, learning about your own identity. Or even if you are, it's coming from a very, like, white-centered teaching process, which is often, like, not accurate to, like, the struggles that people go through, too. Um, So why don't we talk about what we love about being Asian?
2: I love how diverse the community is, um, and, like, how there's, like, a lot of similarities between our cultures, which is why it's, like, easier for me to connect to people who are Asian, but also there's a lot of differences, and it gives me an opportunity to kind of share, like, my family's food, my family's culture and traditions, um, and I think it's just like very beautiful culture and very exquisite, I guess. I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but there's just a lot of history and a lot of beauty behind it. So, you know, I, I guess I really appreciate that.
4: Yeah, I think one thing I like about the community and being API is, um, I think like for the most part, everyone's really welcoming. I think you have to be if you're a minority group to an extent, um, and I, th- I don't know, like we are probably one of the most diverse, larger groups on campus. And every time I suggest to my friends, like, do you guys want to try Burmese food or do you guys want to like travel this distance to get Burmese food um, or just make some with me? They're always like open to it. And then just being able to attend so many cultural nights and like engage myself in people and cultures that I've just never would have been able to back home has been really has been really great because like i i I love being burmese and i love the culture um but i think that was my only um connection to being asian when i was home so now i have like other means of like having a relationship with my identity i have like a a few thoughts about what it means to be like what it means
3: to have solidarity in the asian community too because while we are very similar i think there's so many cultures that Asian encompasses and oftentimes like South Asians are left out of the Asian bubble, but also there's so many identities in the Asian bubble that aren't even recognized. And like like I'm also Tamil, but I'm not Sri Lankan Tamil and I like wish I knew more about like what was happening to Sri Lankan Tamils and what is still happening to stand more in solidarity with people who are, who are like Tamil also and like I wish I could do that. So what's your recommendation for just like other Asian people on campus and how they can learn more about each Asian identity and also like stand in solidarity with each other. Mm
2: -hmm. I think like one point that you brought up and kind of like how like the South Asian and also like other Asian groups that are left out of the dialogue, I think it's just, I think one thing that I've noticed is that some of the communities that we have on campus have been so strong and it's kind of hard to enter those communities. So when you do have like the opportunities, like if you're invited to like collaborate on an event or something like take take that and use the platform, and I think it, like, kind of sucks, because, like, being one of those, like, minorities within the Asian community, it's a lot of work on your part for really having to kind of stand up, because, you know, no one's gonna, like, pass you, that's that's the name of the podcast, pass (laughs) the mic, but, (laughs) well, I mean, I've been passed the mic here, but, like, a lot of times, like, when you are, like, one of the only people on campus that, you know, identifies a certain way, and you might be the only person that even cares about telling people about some of the issues. It, you know, it sucks, but like you have to be able to take that responsibility cause, and understand that you are making like a big impact, even if at times it may feel like, oh, like what am I even doing? Like no one's listening to me or anything, but like understanding that there's people on campus that like, you know, like I mentioned, like people like I know that want to learn more and, you know, just being persistent, I guess.
4: Yeah, I definitely agree with, like, taking that responsibility, um, and I think, like, one thing would be, like, question things you've been taught, not only about your own culture, but also about other people's, um, like, being Southeast Asian, being Burmese right now is, I think you have to do a lot of questioning, because there's a genocide against, like, uh, the Muslim minority, the Rohingyas going on, and that, that has been, like, a really difficult conversation to have with my parents and, like, the community. There's, Around like eight other Burmese kids at this school, like shout out to all the, all of them. Um, we get together occasionally to like, make dinner and do like, New Year's festivals together, which has been really great. Um, but even then, like, there's things that all of us have been taught about being Burmese. Like if you're not, Buddhist, you're not a real Burmese person. That kind of things. So, like you have to be able to recognize that like that is problematic. Um, and the more, the more things you use to like exclude other people the worse it'll get for your community um so i think like just really question what you think you know because i think if i hadn't i wouldn't even know what was going on in my own country or accept it and there's a lot of people in the southeast asian community who are not accepting what is going on and i think that's you can't build solidarity if you don't accept accept like what's happening to your own people
0: i kind of want to about or talk about um For me, I've always kind of struggled with a PIA Heritage Month because I'm also Pacific Islander, um, and that, like, has always just been a weird, like, I've always had a weird relationship with that part of my identity. Like, my dad is from Guam. He's an indigenous Chamorro man, um, and that's a part of me, and, like, I'm literally, I guess, straight down the middle, as they say. Um, My mom's Filipino, and my dad's from Guam, and so... Um, my problem with APA marriage heritage rent is, like, is the same thing that I've had to question a lot, and it's exhausting. And, like, um, I, I guess, because the more I'm listening in this conversation, I'm like, oh, right, like, we're, you know, talking about Asian issues, and, like, because it's Asian, Pacific Islander, American heritage rent, but I don't think a lot of people know what Pacific Islander mean, including myself. And I think it's just, like, we as a community have to be more inclusive um, and not as selective in the way that we go about justice and the way that we go about talking about our history, but, like, that's literally innate in American history and the way that we talk about um, certain things in our textbooks or what's taught in mm-hmm. certain school education systems. And, um, yeah, I think it's really interesting because a lot of that questioning that you're talking about has to start with the self, and it has to start. It's, it's in it, it has to be an intrinsic... Motivation that we have, and um, almost like a survival tactic, um, or else we risk erasure. And Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to stand in solidarity with communities that we know nothing about. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, So I think that's really interesting because I am definitely one who has not questioned enough who I am because that questioning is often very scary and uncertain. And, like, who else is questioning that with you? Um, so I think that's really interesting. But what questions do, you do, like, arise for you guys? What are, like, what were the hard hitters that were you – that really put you either in extreme conflict or extreme harmony with your identity? Like, what do you ask yourself? I'm always thinking, like, am I too Tamil sometimes? Am I Tamil
2: enough? I, like – My cousins that live in, like, Toronto, and, you know, they grew up in a very different Tamil environment, like, sometimes I compare myself to them, like, why didn't I go to, like, music classes, and why didn't I go to, like, Tamil school, like, all my life, and then, you know, like, growing up here, like, growing up surrounded mainly by, like, if I met, like, another Tamil person, they'd be Indian, and then kind of also, like, having to compare myself to them, like, not being able to, like, kind of... (laughs) I guess it's, like, code switching to, like, speak in, like, an Indian-accented Tamil to, like, you know, like, then kind of feeling like I'm not brown enough because the definition of being brown and, like, where I'm from and, like, even going to the University of Michigan, it's, like, being able to relate to, like, Bollywood movies and, like, all of that. And it's just, like, I feel like I'm just, like, this, just me. Like, I don't know if I can even... Like, what does me saying I'm Thumble even mean? Because, like, Thumble, if some Thumbl means diff- different,
4: I guess stereotypes in different places. Like, when you start questioning yourself, like individually, it's really scary, and I think that it's like a never-ending journey. Um, and I hope that like going forward, Heritage Month planning and events are more and more inclusive, um, of everyone, especially marginalized identities, um. I think the one question that, like, I always struggle with is, like, well, two kind of is, like, am I, if I'm not a devout Christian, am I still Zoe? Because lot that's, that's why, like, my people have been displaced is because they're being persecuted re- um, as minorities. I think it's really hard to imagine Christians being minorities, um, but that's the case in Burma with Christians and Muslims. Um, and then the second question is like, should I even be proud of being Burmese with everything that's happening in the country right now? Like, I haven't been back since I was seven. I don't really know, I don't have any memories really. Um, I think I can't even speak Burmese anymore because when we learned, when I had to learn English, um, my parents just thought it would be more useful for me to know um, ZO, which is what I speak with, you know, my community and my parents. So even with the other Burmese kids on campus, I can't understand what they're saying. So it's just like, I think I think the one question I've struggled with all of college is like, who am I? Um, not even in just like, what am I studying? Or like, um, what do I want to do? Just like, am I Burmese? Am I Chin? And uh, am I a Christian? Um, and I think those are questions that like, I don't readily have answers yet. And I think a lot of my involvement in board and other spaces is, like, I'm involved because I want to eventually get closer to those answers.
3: I feel like I'm the opposite in which I feel like I'm the mainstream Hindu Indian girl, like, on this campus. And it's, like, I feel like I don't question myself enough to know, like, what more I am. But sometimes, like, you don't have to be more than that. You can be you can be that but be so much more. And all of that is, like, what makes myself unique, I think. But I think about... I think about what you said, like, am I should I even be proud? Like, I think of all the things that are happening, all the conflict that happens in India, all the things that India does to persecute others. And, like, I'm not proud of that, but I feel like because I'm Indian, I have to speak up against it. And, like, I have the right to, like, say I am Indian and I disagree with x y and z like i'm indian and i don't talk about kashmir because i don't know who's listening to this but (laughs) (laughs) someone will come after me (laughs) but like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i feel like that gives me like that agency to do stuff like that and to like stand up for those people who are prosecuted
0: i feel the same way that i don't question enough what it means to be who i am because i'm also still figuring out who i am aside from Mm -hmm. my identity or my racial ethnic identity um for me I think what's hardest about it is that I internalize my identity a lot because one I, I being an acting major there aren't a lot of Asian Pacific like I'm the only Pacific Islander in my program and although there are like a handful maybe like I don't know less than 10 Asians in our program um I feel like oh gosh what was I saying with this <laughs> I I internalize it a bit because I don't have the community, right? Like, it's hard to find a community that um, I have time for and that has time to work around my schedule and, like, figuring out who I am, I guess, Um, if that makes sense. But a lot of the times, I guess, because I don't know a lot about my identity, I blame a lot of things on my identity. Like, I hate to be the pessimist in the group, but, like, (laughs) (laughs) that's where I am. Um, Like, I've been thinking a lot about this idea of, like, blood memory, and, you know, what does it mean to, like, be as close to my grandma, and not really know exactly, like, all the specifics of her story, but when she tells me certain things, it, it hits a certain part of my, like, like, I can feel it in a certain Mm -hmm. part of my body that's just innate, and, like, primal, because it's, like, I'm connected to that part of my, my blood, of, to my heritage, um, and then there are other times when, like, the way that I go about certain interactions with people, um, or the way that I talk to professors, or like the way that, um, you know, I, I, the way that I just go about life, um, is due to my identity as an Asian American and as a Pacific Islander American. And I think there's this kind of like thing to be said about the fact that. We do have this self responsibility and like obligation to figure out who we are and to question ourselves because within our history it's not talked about because there are not there are like no answers set solid answers to be found and i think that's just like what i think a lot that, that has a lot to do with being asian pacific islander
3: i like really believe in blood memory yeah. i don't know if you guys do but once i like, i drew this i drew this like it was this, like, Indian, like, supposed to be, like, ancient lady, and I gave her, like, a really long, like, tikka, mm-hmm. and I showed it to my grandmother, and she was, like, that looks exactly like Mira Bhakti, who is this, like, this, this, some someone in, like, Hindu, tra- not tradition, Hindu history that fell in love with Krishna and, like, devoted her life to him, and I was, like, how did I... How like, I did just I just didn't know how that happened, and she was like, "This is exactly like her." And she like pulls out this like book and is like reading me her story, and I was like, "How did this come out of me?" Like I was like trying to touch into like my like Tamil Iyengar roots. It's like I hate <laughs> that I said that, but that's fine. <laughs> but like that came out of me, and I was like, I don't know. I was like shocked by that.
4: I think that's interesting because I think Blood Memories probably for a long time the only thing that made me feel Burmese, like. Um, just cause like, like Oklahoma is really white. it's really, re- it's like right in the middle of the Bible belt. And I like, when I first got to Michigan, the reason why I was really drawn away from the API community was like, people would just accuse me of being whitewashed or not being Asian enough. And I interned the summer after my freshman year in LA, which is really diverse and there's a lot of Asian Americans and it was for an Asian American organization. And my entire cohort were full of Asian Americans. And we took this, like, BuzzFeed quiz, which is how I should have known that it wasn't reliable. (laughs) um, That was, like, how white are you? And I got, like, the highest number. And, like, it became, like, a running joke. But it just made me feel really bad about myself. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think that's one thing that I really lost growing up in Oklahoma. um, And kind of for the first a year and a half of Michigan was, like, I had interests that weren't deemed like Asian enough like I did film all throughout high school and I thought about like majoring in that and like even in like the history department um there's like it's all like white guys um and I I love like I love like classic Hollywood movies and like jazz and stuff and I and like I wasn't like good at math or science like the stereotypes um so like but then it was like when i would go back home and i would just be with my family and just like certain things would happen i would feel really really burmese um yeah that was just interesting cuz i think i think i think it's really terrible for other people to tell you that you're like too white and also like whitewashed and not enough of something cuz also those things are just completely socially constructed i think i feel similarly because my
2: <coughs> my mom like my mom my grandma like because you know my dad passed away and then so my mom and my grandma are like the main kind of people like the rest of my family lives in Canada and I don't see them as often and my mom does not talk about the war she doesn't talk about Sri Lanka that much because she associated see I mean obviously you know she was there during a genocide like she almost died she doesn't think of the country in like the best way I guess and I think just because of like her PTSD and not really having like you know mental health resources to get through that so I felt kind of um I guess behind because I didn't have like parents who were speaking to me about like their experiences and I had to learn like a lot of the stuff like on my own and like do my own research and readings and stuff um so I definitely think like blood memory if that's like you know if I'm using it correctly is kind of what has you know led me to be still so strongly like Seeking out this history and trying to find my own answers, even though I don't have like the resources around me to get those answers myself, I really connected what you said about like not be, like not being
1: enough. Like I think you both hinted at, hinted at that. Like as a black woman, a lot of times people are like, "Oh no, you're this or that, you're Oreo," and I'm like, "No, that's not it." Um, and so I guess my question would be, how did you? And you kind of um touched on it, but how do you combat like that? negative like kind of like policing of your identity of saying okay you have to in order to be burmese you have to fit into this category um i think a lot of times like you s- we're talking about the constructs a lot of times society is like oh you have to do this in order to be this and that and it's like no i can be whatever and like not fit into this small box So like how do you how do you like combat that
4: how do you all combat those like that uh programming would it be too simple to say like sheer force of will um, I think, oh my gosh, the last three years at Michigan, I think the way I've combated my own self-policing and not feeling like, cause like I, I'm in the like pre-law fraternity community and the API community and the community of eight and nine Burmese people. Um, and I still don't feel like I 100% belong in any of them, even though they've all been such Backbones in my life, and I think the one thing that's gotten me through is I have a really close knit group of friends here mm-hmm. who are friends with me because I am enough for like everything that I am. And I think, um, just like a shout out to Meghan Markle right now for something she said. She said like you should treat um, yourself the way that you would treat your closest friends, and I think that I. I think everyone tends to treat themselves worse. Mm-hmm. So like in those moments when I'm just like, oh, like I can't like movies because that's not what I'm supposed to like. Or mm-hmm. I can't say that my favorite song is this French song. Cause people are going to think I'm pretentious or white or like whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, no, like if your friends told you that you wouldn't be like, oh, you're right. You aren't enough of something. So I think like, I write down, like, little things that happen to me throughout the day or things that my friends say to me that really encourage me. And I have a little folder on my phone of just, like, favorites. (laughs) And I I do constantly have to look at them, especially during midterms and final season. And I just, like, have to constantly remind myself that, like, um, there is a place on, like, this earth for, like, everyone, even if you don't know 100% of the time what that is.
2: Yeah, I... I definitely agree. I think the people that I'm closest to, I found based off of like our own similarity and experiences and stuff, because I, you know, I've, you know, tried to be part of like the brown community on campus and like the API community and, you know, different like orgs and stuff and like kind of having like, I think, you know, I felt the same way in that, like, you know, I wasn't your typical brown girl and that like, you know, I didn't go to like classical, like dance lessons and like, you know, you know, I know, like, they have, like, networks where they all, like, know each other before they come to college, and I just, like, sometimes (laughs) I I always felt, like, (laughs) like, I was, like, why didn't my mom and, like, dad, like, put me in those things, you know, like, because then I would have, like, more brown friends, like, coming into college, and, you know, I I always kind of, like, struggled with that and not, and, like, I think, like, the first time I actually felt like I had, like, more, like, genuine brown friends is, like, through this past year, through my, like, ISA dance group, because, you know, we could relate a little bit more on like being Tamil and like because my mom like lived in India for a long time and like I watched Tamil movies and like, Mm -hmm. you know, really integrated with that culture. Like I was able to relate to people like within the ISA community for like the first time, even though like I was on board the year before and everything. This is like the first time that I could really like relate to people. And I guess just like there's like, you know, identifying the the parts of me that really make me like who I am and being proud of those things. And not like limiting myself to like certain definitions. It's something that I've had to like learn throughout the past few years. But like you mentioned, like I've been lucky to find like really amazing friends who, like, you know, they don't have to, they don't make me erase how Tamil I am, even if they're not like even APIA. They don't like look down on me for being like brown or anything. They like appreciate like all the different parts of me. And I think it's important that. You realize that there's friends like that here, even like in Ann Arbor, <laughs> and like realize that those people exist, and not have to like kind of dull your shine mm-hmm. to make friends.
4: It's gonna try to snap, but it. <laughs> 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 um, snap <hollering. laughs> all
0: those.
3: <laughs> What's one thing or anything? Doesn't have to be one thing. What are some things that you would you want other people to know about your Asian identity?
4: I have one lighthearted thing, but it's just something that really irritates me. It's <laughs> like a pet peeve. Mm. I don't know how to use chopsticks, and that's okay. <laughs> mm. um, I feel like every time I eat with, like, an uh, Asian friend, and the only option is a chopstick, and I have to ask for a fork. I just feel so weak, and I'm like, mm. I'm like, but in, like, back home, like, we eat with our hands and then you yeah right exactly and i'm just like <laughs> i don't have to know how to use chopsticks to be asian like yeah. the same way that like i don't like boba i'm sorry um just Me that's too. that's a really that's a thing because we just i just i'm so used to like using my hands and stuff to
0: eat yeah like yeah all of that. <laughs> <laughs> like so true um well my best friend I I was staying at his house a lot um and eating with his family a lot and he's Chinese American and um they would only use chopsticks so there was a good like two-year period where I was just struggling (laughs) (laughs) and like just like slurping but also like (laughs) spilling everything because I really did not know how to use chopsticks um in Filipino culture we eat with our hands and it's called kamayan Mm -hmm. um and we it like it's a whole kind of like feast, where we, like, have banana leaves on a table. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Banana wow. leaves. And oh, then, my God, we yeah. did that too. Did you <laughs> see that
3: meme where it's, like, new, uh, reusable plates, and it's, like, the plates made out of banana leaves, <laughs> and, like, and then there's, like, double people underneath just laughing. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs>
4: like yeah. Oh my do. god. Wait, see, we We were way leaves. ahead yes. of the climate change movement. We <laughs> <just putting laughs> were up there. using
0: Mother Nature <laughs> like, to solidarity. give Solidarity. <laughs> We've been doing that forever. I know. Yeah, and so, and even with, like, colonization um utensils are a huge part of our community too mm-hmm. um in that like we've learned how to cut food with spoons kind of thing and my mom always talks about that because um she can't use chopsticks and she's all, I'm always the one at like Korean barbecue to be like uh oh, can we uh, get some uh, forks over here um so i that resonates with me a lot because i always thought it was i was at a disadvantage with those kinds of things mm-hmm. um, it just seems like there are different rules and regulations on how to be Asian. Like there's this like universal guidebook that mm-hmm. we have all needed to check out by now. <laughs> but, um, but this
3: Asian is like the, the, the Asian that neglects all the other Asians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like when you think of Asian on this campus, a lot of people wouldn't think about Sri Lankan Tamil
2: or mm-hmm. Burmese. I think one thing, I guess it might be like too specific to me is like, fact that like not everyone that's asian comes from like a nuclear family Mm -hmm. um i think within our community especially it's really hard to see that because because like i feel like like i can't speak for all of like the apia community but at least within my like Tamil community like getting like a divorce is like this huge thing or like you know, like, having, like, a family without, like, a father is, like, a big thing, and that's something that, like, I really had to, like, confront over, like, the past few years, and, like, um, I think it's something that even within, not just outside of our community, like, people need to understand, but even within our community, being able to, just, like, the people who, like, kind of put me down for not having, like, a father growing up were people that I considered my friends that were APIAs, and I think it's because a lot of them are conditioned to, like, uh, thinking, like, there's this, like, perfect family structure. And I think it's, like, very differently ingrained within the Asian community and, like, understanding that, like, you have to be, like, you have to realize that not everyone has that family. And I just think there's not a lot of, like, visibility for people who don't come from, like, a nuclear family. So just being cognizant of that.
0: Touch on, um, is it inter or intra racial tension and like interracial? I think. Interracial, where it's like within intra, intra, oh, then the intra. yeah. okay. So, um, one thing that I wish people knew about me and being Asian is like, I may identify ethnically as Filipino Chamorro, but I'm also like very close culturally to um to Japanese the Japanese, Korean and Chinese community. Um and I wish people m- like knew that we are not a monolith mm-hmm. and that we can have different types, air quotes <laughs> on types of Asian mm-hmm. within us and not have to be defined by a set line of like ethnic identity. Um because growing up in California um in a pretty, you know, Well off neighborhood, there were a lot of um, East Asian communities that I would almost kind of like really have to find affinity with and like attach myself to because I didn't have a large Filipino community or Chamorro community at my reach. And so it's almost like grasping at straws. Like you Mm -hmm. have to, like, as like, you have to, like, the narrative that we have to take what we get almost. Um, Not
3: that the other is bad.
0: Right, not that, the like, actually, it's, it's actually, like, the terrible, it's a terrible narrative because, like, <laughs> we should be, like we said before, um, inclusive of all communities within our own Asian Pacific Islander community. Um, but, yeah, I just, uh, I wish that was something that was more openly talked about mm-hmm. yeah. um, because it just seems like everything's kind of linear, yeah. whereas things, like, are more of a, mosaic I
2: really resonate with that because I just feel like growing up and being like one of the only Tamil people that I knew and not having like people my age that are like Sri Lankan Tamil to be friends with I was like you know learning more about like a lot of my friends were Korean I was going to like Korean church and like my best friend is like Japanese and like I would be at her house like every day like you know like you know eating her food and like just like you know hanging out with her and learning more about that culture and I think that's Loki kind of made me like grateful because I think like what if I grew up in like Toronto or Scarborough with like a huge thummel community like I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have like had to like I wouldn't have been able to learn about these different cultures and I feel like I would have been a more closed-minded person I wouldn't be like who I am Mm -hmm. so I think like having to kind of like grasp for like whatever and like just taking whatever I can get has made me become like more of like a well rounded that's like a weird way to put it well-rounded person but just like someone that's able to like relate to different cultures and be more like inclusive and kind of like has helped me like has helped instill like some of my own values within me where I like I really believe in inclus inclusivity and like we don't have to like stick to just like our group like being able to like even outside of the API community because like through UAO one of my like biggest goals with you UAO was like having more like connections with like outside the APIA community because I realized that the API community like Compared to a lot of other minority communities on this campus. We're pretty I would say we're pretty Um. Well off, I guess like a lot of the hate crimes haven't really been targeted towards us But we do a really we don't do the best job of standing up for other communities on
4: campus I totally agree with that because like back home in Tulsa, there's a really large Indian American community and a really large Chinese American community and like my best friend is half Vietnamese and half white and then I actually have a really close Turkish friend at home and I have a really close Turkish friend here and they actually met each other at a Turkish conference (laughs) so like that which is just wild um so just like being able to kind a space for find a space for yourself if you know they want you to In those communities, I think is really important. Um, Also, just because like my dad used to um, go to when we were in Burma, like uh, his work would take him to India a lot, and then he'd come back and forth. And there's just a lot of like cultural fusion and things like that. And the only way I'd I'd ever be able to explain Burmese food, I'd be like, "Oh, it's a mixture of Indian food and Thai food." So like those are like my bases that people would understand me through. Um, So like I think like I it is a mosaic, and like I think that was our theme last year actually <laughs> um and I think that's really important and then touching on what Aishu said I think I think there's like certain people in the a- API community on this campus who not not all API but like some API have like way more privilege than a lot of minority groups on this campus and I think that there's so much more we could be doing with that privilege Um, like, even being, like, a religious and ethnic minority, I have more privilege than other APIA um, on this campus, too, and I think it's just about what you decide to do with that privilege.
1: I think what you guys are kind of getting at within both of those comments are, like, allyship. So, like, um, I think it's important as people of color that we do stand up and stick stand up for one another when different things are happening. So I guess, what does that look like for people who... Aren't within your community?
2: I guess like it's just like supporting each other at like campus events. So I tried to go to like as many events from like mm-hmm. you know like the Arab Student Association, like the BSU La Casa. Um, um at I sadly haven't been able to go to the NASA events this year, but just trying to like go out to those different events and then kind of having that energy reciprocated. I guess like because a lot of the events that we put on are l- really great like educational op- opportunities or like you know spaces where you can kind of hear st- like students talk about their experiences and like even sometimes we have like discussions where you can like talk with the students and like mm-hmm. al- I feel like a lot of the issues that we're facing like we try to kind of have like those discussions where we can have a space and like come together and talk and like trying to f- try to find solutions and find ways that we can all be better allies for each other so taking advantage of those spaces i think is really important
4: like this year we i think uao did like a really like a a much better job of like reaching out to bsu and la casa and um asa and like we had like collab events that were just really amazing to be a part of and i hope those things continue and i also think like directly putting yourself um in front of situations where you might have more privilege is really important. If there's like a hate crime on campus against another community, reach out to them first so that they don't have to reach out to you for support, Mm -hmm. whether it's just a statement or like showing up to their meetings. Um, And I also think like if you're able to, like go to protests and rallies and just like physically put yourself there because if you have an identity that, you know, like the police, for example, won't harm, Mm -hmm. like you need to be there. If you're able to be.
0: One of my favorite films um, talks a lot about um, Afro-Asian coalition. And <laughs> what's that face? I'm just smiling and happy. <laughs> 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 yeah, so um, <laughs> Black Asian Coalition. Yes. Plug. <laughs> like literally Black Asian Coalition. They're a great student, organiza- organization? Um,
4: not a student not organization. Not a
0: student organization,
4: but a co collaboration collaboration space. it's a space
0: yeah. okay i like that um i think i so so the film that i'm trying to talk about is is gook by justin oh, chan um i haven't seen it but i wanted to but it's, the, yeah the yeah it's about the la riots yeah. in 19 in the 1990s so it's a film that like analyzes police brutality in in this A multicultural community where a lot of Korean shop owners work and um, a lot of black people live and so the movie is about these two Korean brothers who own this shoe store and their friend um, Camilla who is uh, like a young I think she's like 10 years old she's a young black girl who has found kind of a family with these two Korean brothers and they like run this shoe store together Mm -hmm. and it's like during the LA riots so their relationship is very contentious, very, has a lot, like it has a lot of risk involved in it. Um, he's not looked l- um, happily upon. And um, I remember watching this film for the first time at the State, State Theater um, my freshman year. And I watched it with one of my mentors who just graduated from the school and he's black. And he was laughing at certain things that I wasn't laughing at in the theater. And at the same time, I was laughing at certain things that he wasn't laughing at. Or we were like making those mm hmm, mm hmm kind of things. But like, and sometimes they would line up and sometimes they wouldn't. <laughs> and I'd have to like look at him and be like, what does that mean? And, um, and I think that is so, like, I think that's also why the Black Asian Coalition is so important because it's about sharing a space. And I think that is the biggest thing for me as far as um, making sure that we all, as just as human beings, stand in solidarity with each other um, is that we can share space and like analyze tension and work towards affinity. Um, Because that movie was a lot. Like it's very overwhelming. I wrote a paper about it, at Justin (laughs) Chan, hire me, book me please. (laughs) Um, But um, it was really important to me because it made me feel like, okay, I don't have to go into this world alone. And I don't have to go into this world knowing everything about myself and what the world looks like, but I can learn that through other people Mm. and like how other people go about their their worlds and what their worlds look like as minorities, but as different minorities. Um, And I don't know, I thought that was just a really important moment for me to not only like live in who I was and who I identify as, as an Asian American, but also like who I am not. And I think that's a really important part of the conversation, like what, what are the boundaries of our identity and what are the um, kind of gray areas and also like what are the definites Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a huge thing to acknowledge in a space that where we are all like inherently Mm -hmm. and humanly different. Going back to the Black Asian Coalition which
1: unfortunately I haven't been able to be a part of this year which I'm sad but I think that is so important for us to know and learn more things about each other <laughs> to be honest like that's uh, that's the most fun i've had this year like transferring here and being new and actually learning about everyone and everyone's different culture um i just feel like i'm such more like a more well-rounded person i feel like i i don't know i just i i feel it's very, i don't know for me it's, i feel very happy to be able to have the opportunity to learn from people who don't look like me who don't believe the same things that I believe um I think that it allows you to go out into the world with a broader scope mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. life on life and also mm-hmm. like just makes you a better person <laughs> because once you're just so limited in scope to what you know or the people that you you're around then you're going to go out into the real world and you're going to be like but what about this? What about that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I know all that stuff because I've already experienced it. So I think that coalition building is important. I think that going to each other's events is highly, just so important, supporting each other. Literally, like, being on Instagram and being like, yes, go off. Like, I didn't, like, like, <laughs> in, like literally, or, like, period, like, our favorite, like, little <laughs> thing. But just literally for people who don't look like you, people who are doing great work within fields that aren't your own. But we just have to have that um, collective like empowerment Mm -hmm. because it's like who else is gonna do it besides us and like once we take up agency once we take up agency as people of color like in these spaces like we're really unstoppable i no i'm not gonna say that because i was sometimes i think about (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i just think about like what if like all the people of color like just gathered together in like unity and like (laughs) <laughs> like,
3: there's so many people who
1: have some oh no 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 like in unity like what if we were all unified under one but like that's that's really like utopian because uh, within like like the black community like, we're not even unified like w- within our different like ethnicities and you know backgrounds and stuff like that so yeah but that's some other tea <laughs>
4: <laughs> i i i totally like see what you're saying like basically like there's a big thing in like I think like social justice spaces of like we're all like it's what is it like it's like we're not it's not just like taking a slice of like the pie like we don't have to we can all share Mm -hmm. in like coalition building and like uplift each other Mm -hmm. um and I think sometimes like the university especially administration and like the bureaucraticness of it they want us to believe that like if one group of color receives a space or does something or is uplifted only that group can be uplifted and that's like not true at all like mm-hmm. i think the vision of unity that you're speaking about is like allyship and like coalition building and also just like building personal relationships with people like not not even something super formal mm-hmm. and i think we have to fight this idea that like if that we each have like you know like one thing we can get and that's it
0: like that's not true mm-hmm. my thing is like why would you want to like diminish your world view like i i I don't know, like that, and that seems kind of like a weird question to ask. But every time I meet someone who does not share this, like, the same racial or ethnic identity as me, I feel like this might sound weird, but I feel like I'm like going somewhere. Like I can, like I feel like I can picture a place that this person comes from, and like almost like for me, meeting new people is like is like traveling. Like there's a world in, in another person's life. And I think, I don't know, just it, it, it baffles me why people would feel the need to neglect that source of knowledge mm-hmm. and like um, the access to the world. Because the more people I meet, especially just coming here to Michigan, I'm like, wow, I knew nothing about anything really. Um and it, the biggest difference I think for me coming from California to the Midwest is that in California it just seems that people, because of our privilege and because of the fact that we are in a liberal bubble, um, there are not a lot of, at least from my experience, um, Asian Pacific Islanders who are advocating in the same way that people are here as minorities and as people who face discrimination and marginalization and microaggressions and hate crimes almost every day, you know, and like the, the, the community in Michigan just seems charged in a way that I have never been exposed to. And so it's really interesting for me hearing from different people who face different struggles and different successes and trying to find like the connective tissue between us.
3: So, both of you are in UAO, right? Like, I think that what UAO does is so important too is like bringing these different kinds of people together and giving them a space to kind of express themselves and do really cool things with it. So, for like, I don't know if there will be listeners who want to get involved in UAO, but do you guys mind saying like how people can get involved and what
2: things are coming up? So, <laughs> <laughs> we are actually looking for two board positions. So, we have to fill up our advocacy chair and our two finance chairs, so applications for that are due next Sunday, um, April 14th. And we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram, um, if you look up United Asian American Organizations on Facebook. You should be able to find our page, and that's all of our marketing and stuff is on there. And then we also have um, board applications for high school conference, which is a really cool initiative. It's essentially, you know, how it's named. It's a conference for high schoolers that happens in the fall. And it's a really like great opportunity for high schoolers around the area to come in and um, do workshops and kind of get their first like involvement in like API activism. Um, support apps for that and planning out that conference is due this evening. But like if you don't want to be on board or anything, as like you can just like kind of follow us on Instagram or Facebook and get updates about our events. Um, API Heritage Month is this month, and our Heritage Month committee is doing a lot of great events.
4: All the API Heritage Month events are on the page for Mesa. Um, It's also on like UAO's page. It's pretty much like everywhere. It should be plastered all over the campus on social media, on our social media, which is just UAO. Also check out Mesa's page. Um, There's also like Arab Heritage Month events going Mm -hmm. on. So just like allyship there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think along with like high school conference apps and applications for our board. Um, if you also join any of our like um, 18, 19 organizations under us, like you are part of UAo, and that's what's great about it. That's what's great about having this organization is it's one place where you can, you know, find all this information. So check out our Facebook page. Um, and then like Kathy and Aishu have done such a wonderful job this last year as co-chairs. Um, And we're hoping to just, like, continue the work they're doing, continuing to be better allies, um, continuing to have more inclusive programming um, and things like that. And then our closing ceremony um, slash UAO first annual, hopefully, gala is April 20th um, at 7 p.m. um, at the UMA, and tickets are free. There's a Facebook event for that, and we're going to have a really great keynote person there which information will be out soon um, there's going to be food performances um food it's awards awards um and it's just going to be a space where you can just be dress proud up. of your you know yeah. identity and dress up and have a good time <coughs> meet other people meet other people
2: if you're not apia you're also welcome mm-hmm. to just learn about like what the community kind of looks mm-hmm. like on campus
4: too so come out to have some fun before your finals
3: (laughs) yeah so thank you guys so much for coming we really appreciate you like opening up about yourselves and your identities and there will be more information in our bios and we thank everyone for listening thank you for for having us